But it's now time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. Kelda Sally. US lobby group is forging ahead for calls to impose higher tariffs on New Zealand lamb. Kia ora Charlotte, that's right. RCAF USA, which represents sheep farmers over there, is busy meeting with members of Congress to push its agenda to get higher tariffs on imported sheep meat from New Zealand and Australia. This comes after the American Sheep Industry Association pulled out of taking further legal action for the same thing after it deemed the fight would be too expensive. The two groups want higher tariffs to help domestic sheep farmers take back a larger share of the market. RCAF Chief Executive Bill Bullard says the fight is not over. We are now awaiting a decision by our U.S. Trade Representative's office. And in the meantime, we are continuing to build support for our petition through county governments. We have over 20 uh, resolutions passed by county commissioners in support of our petition. And we continue to meet with members of Congress in support of the petitions. Former U.S. President Donald Trump, who's in the running to secure the Republican nomination for this year's election, plans to impose a 10% tariff on all imported goods. Bill Bullard says 14 members of Congress on both sides of the political aisle have written to the trade ambassador in support of their cause. We hope to make this an election issue because uh, we believe Congress needs to um, look more favorably at the use of tariffs and tariff rate quotas as a legitimate means of uh, of preserving um, vital domestic industries, including the, the sheep and cattle industry. Beef and Lamb New Zealand Chief Executive Sam McIver says it will continue to lobby on behalf of the New Zealand industry in Washington. He says they're presenting the fact that New Zealand is a good partner to the US as it's working alongside the domestic sheep industry to increase consumption of lamb. To other news, key players in the agriculture industry have begun a $1 million lobbying campaign to persuade the government to restart live animal exports by sea. A ban by the previous Labour government began in April last year, which National has promised to reverse. But Livestock Export New Zealand believes that without a major lobbying and PR campaign, the government's pledge could stall or even fail. Chairman Mark Willis says the ban is costly, nearly half a billion dollars in lost GDP, and some farmers lose between fifty dollars and $120,000 a year. It's a market which provides an enormous premium over the domestic market. Farmers were receiving something in the vicinity of, of close to to double what those animals were valued for on, on, on the, the local market. He says the industry is worth fighting for, which is why they're spending a million dollars on a campaign to get exports restarted. Safe Chief Executive Deborah Ashton says the fact Live Export NZ needs to throw so much cash at the campaign speaks for itself. And that $1 million um, which they're looking at spending, um, this is likely to be PR spin. I think if an industry or a trade needs to work that hard to try and convince people that what they are doing is okay, I think they need to take a really hard look at themselves. But Mark Willis says there will be a rigorous process for animal welfare. Travel with a, a specially formulated diet, they're under permanent veterinary supervision, their behaviour is being monitored by the by the best stockmen um, in the country, an animal in, in that 
highly controlled environment on those boats is um, probably uh, more likely to uh, have a positive outcome than, than it even would in a normal standard farming situation. That's the case they'll be putting to the public and to Associate Minister of Agriculture Andrew Hoggart, responsible for deciding how the live animal export trade can start again. The impact of strikes on naval and commercial cargo vessels in the Red Sea is being felt down the supply chain here in New Zealand. Vessels are adding weeks to their voyage to Europe by avoiding the embattled Suez Canal and going around Africa. Yesterday, Prime Minister Christopher Luxon announced New Zealand will send a six-member Defence Force team to the Middle East to help protect shipping in the Red Sea from Houthi attacks. Wood Processors and Manufacturers Association Chief Executive Mark Ross says companies exporting products like sawn timber, panels, pulp and paper to Europe are facing delays and extra costs. Those who are exporting wood and timber products to Europe are finding the Middle East conflict is having a significant effect on their exports uh, with high shipping costs and longer time frames to get the product to market. Shipping containers, the additional surcharges up to $1,800 US on a 40-foot container plus taking a four-week extra to get to market. So it's very significant on their businesses. This is also causing a lot of congestion um, in the east-west routes between Singapore and the Middle East, and that's impacting some of the Asian services. So there are roll-on effects, so we'll be monitoring that as well. But Mark Ross says companies are taking a long-term view of what's happening in the Middle East and a hopeful, hopeful conflict will be resolved. The Foundation for Arable Research is testing a crop-destroying pest to figure out how it survived winter to re-emerge in the South Island. The discovery of fall armyworm was confirmed in Westland on the west coast this month after the first find of the growing season was spotted in Northland back in November. Biosecurity officer Ash Mills says last year there was widespread infestations of the pest which targets maize, sweet corn and other crops. But he says they're testing its DNA to understand how it could overwinter again. There's a little bit of an unknown there, but I've got lots of samples, so we'll be able to take those for further analysis and uh, try and do some DNA testing, try and piece that together. Uh, there are still plenty of unknowns as to what it overwintered on, but uh, we'll still keep on looking into that at the moment. But yeah, there's a, a few properties that have got very, very small and localised infestations at the moment on the West Coast. And uh, those are all properties that had full armyworm found last year in their maize crops also. Ash Mills encourages all growers to walk their paddocks and check for the caterpillar, its larvae and the white and brown moth. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai tora.